is Actually You Are a Real Runner with Jacqueline Riccio. Hey, it's Jacqueline with systemsforselfcare.com, right to you to consistently take daily action so you can feel happier, healthier, and more confident. So today I want to talk about tracking calories. Um, tracking calories sucks. <laughs> it sucks. And tracking macros is the same thing. Logging things into my fitness pal or logging things into Noom. It sucks. It's not fun. Um, I've done it before. I think we we can all think back to a time that we're like, ah, this is what I'll do. I write down every single bite that I eat and that will help me lose weight. But here's what happens is now this process of getting healthy becomes really stressful. It's not fun. And what I want for you, I want to help you get healthy and feel happier and more confident. And I'm going to tell you something. Logging every single bite that you eat into a little app is not going to help you feel happier and healthier and more confident. It is going to make you obsessed with looking at numbers and micromanaging things. Um, And it's going to work for a short period of time, but I promise you, you're not going to be able to do it for the rest of your life. So I want to go into a couple of reasons why I do not track calories. I did in the past, but why I don't do it anymore. And I'm going to teach you what I do instead. Okay. So number one, why I don't track calories. It is way too much thinking about food, way too much thinking. Um, eating becomes an ongoing math problem. Um, Every decision that you make about food has to do with how many calories or if you're tracking macros, you know, oh, let me, it's this math equation. Eating should not be a math equation. I'm going to say that again. Eating should not be a math equation. We eat because we're hungry, right? And so eating solves that problem of hunger. Um, We eat to energize ourselves. We eat so that our body can move and do things that we want to do. And sure, sometimes we eat for pure pleasure. Like when I have pizza on Friday, that's for pleasure. When I have a single serving dessert at the end of the night, that's pleasure, right? But like this whole like it becoming a math problem, oh my gosh, it's so much thinking about food, so much decision making and way too much choice. (laughs) I know that that, we'll talk a little bit more about the choice of the paradox, uh, choice paradox, paradox of choice, I think it's called. Um, there's way too much thinking about it. And I can remember times, well, first, the first time that I tried uh, tracking calories, um, probably went to my fitness pal and it was like, I don't, I don't know what it said, how many calories I should eat, 1400, who even knows, right? But I didn't know anything about vegetables. I didn't know anything about protein. And so the first time I was tracking calories, I was just eating crackers, like 100 calorie packs of crackers and 100 calorie pack of almonds or whatever. And it turns out if you're just eating crap, (laughs) you don't stay full very long, right? You don't, um, you don't, you're not energized and you have a, uh, a crash. You, you're like, crap, you know, I'm just eating crackers. This isn't energizing me. I'm super hungry later on. Now I'm really tired. Um, it, it's not, yeah, that's not a good way to go about it. And so I know a lot of people will be like, oh, well, that's why we don't just track calories. That's why we track macros so that we make sure that we're getting the protein and the fat and the carbs, right? Okay, cool. Totally. But it is a lot of thinking. I also remember times where I worked with a personal trainer and they were like, track macros. Um, and it's again, a math equation. Another time I worked with an online coach who had me tracking calories and 
what it does is it really, you have to be so precise about the recipes that you decide to make, right? So either you can only make recipes where someone else has already done the math equations for you. Um, and then you have to figure out, well, what's the serving size? You know, how, how much of this am I allowed to eat? That was a question all the time. If I'm eating this and I'm tracking calories, what's the serving size? How much of this am I allowed to eat? Oh, I'm only allowed to have a fourth of this, but I real I'm hungry and I want more. It's a lot of thinking around food. Um, you're not able to, yeah, you have to like look for specific recipes that already have the numbers, or you have to sit there and you have to plug everything in you're like, oh, well, I had, you know, a tablespoon of this and there was a fourth cup of this. It's a lot. It's a lot of thinking around food. And guess what? It's not going to reduce stress. All of that thinking about food doesn't reduce stress. It increases stress. Um, so too much thinking takes too much time to do. It's a lot of time. And I know that for some people, they solve that by just having the same thing every day, which is cool. But if you're eating the same thing every day, do you really need to track it or can you just kind of eat the same thing every day? We'll talk a little bit more about that. Um, also, another reason I, I I just cannot track calories is that I would make decisions around food based on numbers on an app. I would make decisions around food based on a math equation instead of making decisions around food based on what my body needed. So examples of this, like, of course, you're going to pick the lowest calorie things so that you can eat more of it. If it's the end of the night and you're not really hungry, but you have calories left, you'll be like, oh, well, I should eat this because if I don't eat these calories, they're going to go away tomorrow. So even if you're not hungry, you feel like you do need to go and eat more food. Instead of listening to your body and your body telling you when to eat more food, when to stop eating food, if you have made a recipe like, okay, cool, you went on the internet, you figured out this recipe that you want to make, and you have that for uh, for lunch, you have that for dinner, if there are a few bites left, you're going to push yourself to eat those bites instead of letting them sit there because, you know, instead of listening to your body and be like, oh, I'm actually full, you're going to eat those calories because you feel like, well, if I if I just let these go to waste, I don't know how many calories are left in the bowl. I don't know how to subtract that from my fitness pal. And I feel scarcity around calories. So, of course, I need to overdo it. Or I don't know, that's what I've, at least I did. And I've talked to a lot of people um, who kind of experienced that same too, same thing too eating based on a math equation instead of eating based on your body. Um, another reason that I, I mean, I just cannot track calories. I can't do it in the real world. You can't do it. How do you, how do you, if you go to your Italian grandmother's house and she is making a meal, you have no idea how much oil she used. You have no idea. You have, if she makes a baked good, you have no idea how much sugar is in it. You just don't know, right? So then you're guesstimating things. Um, it's not going to be accurate. And again, it turns this like social occasion into a math equation. So it's not reducing stress. It's adding stress and it's making your whole life. I mean, like your time on this planet, thinking about food, thinking about an app, thinking about a math equation. Another reason I absolutely cannot and will never track calories again 
Um, it's the question that I always ask my clients. And as I was going through the summer consistency camp and we were, you know, working on habits, talking about the habits, I was like, I would ask this question. Would you want this for a young female? This habit that we just talked about. Would you want this for yourself when you were eight years old? If you have a daughter, would you want this for her? If you have a niece, you have a granddaughter, you have a student, you have a next door neighbor, I have a next door neighbor who's going into second grade. Would I want her tracking calories or would I want her seeing me plug all of my calories into my phone and deciding if I'm allowed to eat something based on a math equation? Would I want her to see those behaviors and see that thinking and see the emotions that happen with something like that? And the answer is no. I would Those things I would not want for her. I would not want them for my nieces. I would not want them for my second grade students, my third grade students, and my kindergartners. I don't want them. I don't want those things for you. And I don't want those things for the young females in your life, right? And so I've talked to a lot of clients who I don't think tracking calories was as big years and decades ago, but seeing their moms do Weight Watchers and go to Weight Watchers meetings or seeing their moms do um, cabbage soup diet or just different things like that. Um, We learn, young girls, young females learn um, behaviors and you know, actions around food and how to think about their bodies, they learn those things based on what they're seeing, right? And so I think it's really important, even though I don't have kids, I want to make sure that the things that I'm doing, because the things I'm doing are the things that I'm teaching and coaching women on. And even though I don't have kids, I know that they have kids. And I know that their kid could be, you know, could have been my second grade student, could have been my kindergartner, and could be my niece. And it's like, I need to make sure that the things that I'm doing are things that I would want for young females because there are young females that are seeing these things um, be modeled, right? And so, okay, fine. What if, so if if counting calories isn't what we do um, and it's kind of a mess, it's kind of stressful, then what? What do we do instead? Um, And I think the best answer is to come up with a system for self-care that is actually self-care and helps you have a good relationship with food. I think that this makes people nervous because it's not so precise. But the truth is you weren't able to stay consistent when things were really precise or strict. You weren't actually doing it consistently and it was causing a lot of stress for you. I think another question that people ask is, well, you know, if I'm not tracking calories, how will I be able to lose weight? And here's the thing is that if you are not binging on food and you are not mindlessly snacking in between meals or at the end of the evening, um, so you're not binging, you're not mindlessly snacking, and you're not eating all the processed food in the world, like every meal is not processed food, if you're not doing things you're going to have a better sense of your hunger and fullness and you're going to naturally have a calorie, um, a a reduction in calories, right? So weight loss is about a calorie deficit. But I'm telling you, if you are eating normally, if you are eating mostly vegetables and fruits and protein, if you are eating healthy and not like, not junk food healthy, not like, oh, I'm eating the 100-calorie pack of crackers and the 100-calorie pack of um, almonds and, you know, 
or the, look, I got the baked potato chips instead of the, if you're eating healthy, mostly plant-based real foods, if you're eating like that, you're, you're just going to lose weight. Cause you're not, you're not, there's not a calorie surplus. You're not eating a bunch of crap. So I actually think this is one of the, the good things that I learned from Whole30, and it, I think maybe it took me a while because, you know, after I did Whole30 and I binged, I actually did turn to calorie counting because I didn't know what to do. But like looking back, it's like, yeah, you know, there are still some good parts of each of the ways that I've learned to eat. And I think the 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 best part of Whole30 was deciding to actually eat meals. Like don't just snack throughout the day. Don't like mindlessly eat and also don't skip meals. Actually eat solid meals that have a generous, a generous portion of um, vegetables, a generous portion of plants and protein, right? That was something that I learned from Whole30 that I did not learn from any of the other diets that I did. Actually eat meals, right? And so that's something that I incorporated into Imperfect Eating in the five Ps. You need to eat meals. <laughs> you can't skip lunch. You can't just skip meals and think that that's going to help you be healthy, think that that's going to help you be healthy long-term. You wouldn't want a young female in your life to skip meals, right? You want them to actually take a minute to eat and what they put on their plate, make sure that it is like healthy foods. So again, if if your worry is if I don't track calories, how will I lose weight? I'll tell you this. If you are using the five Ps and you're having a breakfast that's based on the five Ps and you're having a lunch that's based on the five P and maybe you're having a small snack. A snack again is a small meal to get you to the next meal. So maybe you have a small snack and then you have, um, and that can be the five Ps and you have a dinner that's based on the five Ps. And then you have a single serving dessert that's based on the five Ps. If that's what you're doing now, you're no longer skipping meals. Um, you're no longer binging. Um, you're practicing having those foods that you used to binge on. There's not scarcity around those foods anymore. Um, what else? Uh, yeah, there's not this period of starvation where at the end of the night, now there's a whole bunch of nighttime eating or nighttime snacking. Um, on weekends, you're using the five Ps. Maybe you do have a pizza Friday or you have a sandwich Saturday, whatever, you know. But if you're mostly eating um, healthy foods and like real foods, there's going to be a reduction in calories. It's just That's just how it's going to be, especially if you're someone that like you eat a bunch of crap, like you, like pre whole 30, I was eating a lot of processed food. We were eating pizza and donuts and um, burgers. That was what we, we ate throughout the week and then eating cookie dough, right? So it's like, you don't have to be hyper strict like whole 30 where you never get to eat pizza. And also you don't have to be hyper strict about the calories that you put on your five piece salad, as long as you are getting to this place of where you are normal with food, it's they're balanced meals, they're balanced meals, and you're no longer the food behaviors, you're no longer, you know, mindlessly snacking, you're no longer getting up three times to go and get more, you know, more chocolate, more and more and more. You're no longer going to bed with a stomach ache. If you can get to that place where you're balanced, your weight is going to balance out. It will. 
And I know that's hard to believe because you've struggled with it in the past, but it's like, give it a shot. Like really give it a shot. You've tried tracking calories and it stresses you out. Really give it a shot. Give imperfect eating in the five P's a shot. And, you know, don't just do it for 30 days, but like, cool. Let me, let me give myself three months. Let me give myself six months, 12 months, right? Don't just think like, no, oh, you know, I tried it for 30 days and it didn't work. And it's like, well, no, you have to, you have to like build habits in. So that was something in summer consistency camp we talked about. This does not have to be this giant overhaul. Let's start with a few small habits. So a lot of people pick things like actually take my lunch break, right? Actually take my lunch break and bring a lunch. That was a big one for a lot of people. A lot of people um, picked, let me have a snack in between lunch and dinner, you know, I'm starving by the time I get to dinner and I'm eating candy before dinner. Let me just like take out time to actually eat a snack. When you do this, if you have that worry about, oh, will I actually lose weight? Trust me, trust me on this and give it time. Get in the reps, make this a lifestyle change. Like a lifestyle change doesn't happen in 30 days. I think that that was one of the things that like I had to learn the hard way. No, this is it your relationship with food does not get solved in 30 days. Your relationship with food does not get solved by uh, restricting food. Your relationship with food gets solved in however long it takes and however long it takes for you to feel normal and comfortable and balanced and for you to be that person who eats generally healthy and has a few of those pleasure foods, but it doesn't turn into a big mess. I know a lot of people, especially personal traders, that will preach counting calories and counting macros, but I don't know that all of us need to have that body that maybe a personal trainer does or that body that is going to be featured on the front of a magazine or the front of runner's world. I think a lot of us just want to feel comfortable in our clothes and comfortable in our skin, and you don't have to have a size two body or like bulging muscles or a six pack. I don't have any of those things and I feel fine in my body, right? So you don't have to be hyper restrictive in your relationship with food. You don't have to count every single calorie that goes in your mouth. But remember, if you are eating, you know, balanced meals and you're no longer snacking in between meals, everything will settle and balance out in the way that you want it to. Um, a lot of our decisions around food have nothing to do with the calories on the plate, but it has to do with the way we take time for ourselves and the way we respond to yucky emotions. So um, just counting calories is not going to solve all of that stuff. So I do teach some of this in Moderation Made Easy. Moderation Made Easy is my completely free mini course. It's helping you find balance, helping you get off the diet triangle, um, find balance with food. And sure, if weight loss is one of your goals, that's totally fine. It's going to happen when you become a moderate eater, when you use imperfect eating in the five piece. Moderation Made Easy um, is a mini course. You can get it by clicking the link in the show notes, or you can go to systemsforselfcare.com slash moderation made easy. Um, again, it's going to help you find balance with food. It's not going to take 30 days. It's going to take longer. I'm going to be upfront. This takes longer than 30 days. I know you want to hear like, oh, this will get solved in 21 days. Oh, this will get th- solved in 30 days. But that is just marketing bullshit. Um, this takes 
a long time, but the best way to go about it is to actually start. There's a quote, I haven't said it in a while, but the best time to plant a tree was 20 years ago. And the next best time to plant a tree is right now. So get moderation made easy. Again, it is a completely free course, helping you find balance with food, helping you become a moderate eater, helping you get started with imperfect eating and the five P's. Click the link in the show notes. If today's episode was helpful, remember you can buy me a cup of coffee. I want to say a big thank you to Hannah and Nicole for getting me some coffee this week. I really appreciate you guys. For that, you'll go to ko-fi.com slash Jacqueline Ricky Stover. I will see you tomorrow. It's Friday. I'll see you tomorrow for our uh, Friday's running recap. Take care. Bye.